We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. Happy Monday, my people. KJ Podcast. Everyone's in a great mood. I slept really well on a Sunday night. That makes you just feel magnificent on a Monday morning. Really chill weekend for me in San Francisco. Didn't do much. The highlight is always going to Original Joe's in North Beach. No, they're not sponsoring this podcast. It's just the best restaurant in town. Wanted to let you know I went there. I could take you to every San Francisco neighborhood and pick out the top two or three food spots. I've been here two years now. Absolutely love this city. Can't thank the faithful enough for embracing the KJ podcast. This has become sort of a 49ers think tank. We talk analysis, what happened, what happens next. Before we break down every significant detail of Jimmy Garoppolo's second win in a row, before we get to Adrian Colbert, before we get to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, big picture, what's happening in the month of December and how things are going to change. I think this is the most significant takeaway. 49ers win 26-16, a 10-point win when they didn't even play their best football game. They walk in against an undermanned Houston Texans team with the attitude, with the mindset, not only are we going to win, we're going to win comfortably in the fourth quarter, we're going to come back in the third quarter with two scoring drives, 
right when the Texans take a lead and look insurmountable with DeAndre Hopkins. Jimmy G has given confidence to this team that not many players in the league could walk in and do right away. Throwing accurately to every target, Kyle Juszczyk, now Garrett Selleck is making 61-yard plays down the field, Marquise Goodwin looking like a true second option now with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now Trent Taylor didn't have a good game, and Jimmy G threw a pretty bad pick early on that he misfired, and the O-line was really non-existent on the right side. Clowney was in Jimmy G's face the entire time. There was penalties. The defense couldn't stop DeAndre Hopkins. They benched Dante Johnson. So there was there was things that were going against the 49ers in this game where you thought they might lose here. This DeAndre Hopkins thing is going to be too much for them to overcome. Nothing is too much to overcome now with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the key takeaway here. The Niners were trailing in the third quarter and then won by 10 comfortably. At any time, at any moment in the game, he could take the team down the length of the field. I think this is what's astounding too, the second key takeaway. How is he this comfortable in this offense two games in? There is very little hesitation. I want to go to a specific throw Jimmy G made early in the game. I want to say it was second quarter. Marquise Goodwin was a third down. On the broadcast version, it looked like Jimmy G was throwing into double coverage. Clowney was in his face. It was a back foot throw. Goodwin, a leaping grab, runs up the field an additional 20 yards, kept the chains moving. It's just throws like that that are standing out. Jimmy G shouldn't be executing like this so early on. And 334 yards, a lot of it was aided by yards after the catch, but... Guys are getting the football and running up field, and they're just there's playing with a spark and there's a click in the air, and you can tell. And I think this 49ers team might thump the Tennessee Titans at Levi Stadium, coming off two road games, some home cooking. That crowd's gonna be fired up. The Titans are not trending in the right direction. They're gonna have to fly across country. Marcus Mariota doesn't look good, and again, another decent performance. From the 49ers defense outside of DeAndre Hopkins late in that game. I know it's TJ Yates. They, they, the quarterback situation in Houston, again, is a nightmare. I don't care what the circumstances are. Even if it's Mitch Trubisky last week, these are NFL teams. This is who you're playing. 49ers defense, again, paired with Jimmy G, makes this a top 15 team in the league right now. A lot of good articles being written by media members yesterday. What would the 49ers be if Jimmy G started the season, would this be a 7-9, 8-18? Eight Arguably, and that's what makes this offseason so exciting, and the 49ers one of the more relevant teams in the league because you can see quick turnaround. This has quick turnaround written all over it. I remember saying on this podcast, play Jimmy G for the simple reason that the momentum can flip on your team and that he's going to start building confidence as a quarterback. It's exactly what's happening. Football is not rocket science. If you start winning, there's a belief in the air. If you have a quarterback who can make every throw in the book when he just was handed the book and he's already figured out Kyle Shanahan's book, I mean, this feels so natural. There's going to be some down ticks. There's going to be three hard games coming up. I think the 49ers might go 2-1 and one to close the year against three teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs. Titans, 
Jaguars and at the LA Rams to end the year. I think all three games are competitive, and I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers go 2-1. and one. What an end to the season that will be. You're going to be attracting more free agents. You're going to be the talk. I've said before, get the long-term deal going if Jimmy G continues to play like this. It's becoming impossible not to gush about Jimmy G and everything that he's doing. And if he finishes the season at 4-2, and two, or even 3-3, three and three, where they go 1-2 and two and have two close losses to end the season, I mean, he's started a new chapter in 49ers history. We're going to remember this time three, four, five years from now. Remember when Jimmy G first came here and that was a garbage season and the Niners couldn't get over the hump at all and they really were kind of a quarterback away and Jimmy G walked in here and was that quarterback. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be perfection. There's going to be more interceptions and some boneheaded mistakes Remember, this time last year, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, a lot of people did not view them highly. This quarterback thing is tough to master. There will be lows. I don't even think we're close to reaching highs yet, though, and Jimmy G is walking in here beating low-quality football teams on the road. That's what you're supposed to do as a quarterback. You're supposed to be the best player on the field. The 49ers have a potential guy who's going to be – he might already be in the top 15. We'll go through that list on Thursday on a KJ podcast. Quarterback rankings right now, December 2017 in the NFL. Who would you want next season going forward? Jimmy G is becoming higher on the list every time he plays. Again, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, whether they walked into this to the Patriots, I had knowledge that they were thinking about Jimmy G very hard. Really, they're not sure about Josh Rose and Sam Darnold. This class has been hyped. They're talented, but... It's it's so risky, and it could put your, you back. Hey, they got Jimmy G. Things are looking freaking fantastic. KJ Podcast on a Monday. Let me get a drink of water. My throat's a little dry. Oh, I think it's clear this team is now playing with a new kind of energy. I think being in that building, people want to go to practice. People are looking forward to watching film. Carlos Hyde, this is the enigma I want to get into. We'll get back to Jimmy G. We can make the whole podcast about him, but let's let's bebop around the rest of the team. Carlos Hyde, great run right before the end of the half there. Really sparked things off. Maybe if he does that, they do kneel things out there. So Carlos Hyde, let's give him props there. The drop on the touchdown, I get it. He's not used to being a receiver down the field like that, but it, it's plays like that that do make you wonder is investing in a skill player that high, it, could it benefit this team? Carlos Hyde is a very tough thing that I don't even think the 49ers know what they're doing at running back yet. They really need to finish the season strong with him before getting a full determination. I've been on both sides of this coin. Really, with when you're projected to have $116 million in cap space, doesn't it make sense to just have depth at every position? And why get rid of someone who's not a bad football player? Carlos Hyde's not bad. Let's keep our eye on him. It's it's really tough. Matt Breida got a ton of work yesterday. He's just very small. I don't think he can carry the load. I think you do want a feature back to go along with a Matt Breida. Um, another example of the interior O-line play being bad. I know this is an issue. I'm going back and forth with people on Twitter. Quentin Nelson... 
again, starting to make more sense. The Notre Dame guard, the more you win, you're going to be picking in the middle there. You know, 49ers could end up picking seventh. I, I think that'd be great because they're, they're winning games. So guard is making sense, but I'm still on team skill player. Jimmy G's throwing in coverage right now. Imagine if he had a guy that was getting wide open all the time, how much sweet music they could make. Look at DeAndre Hopkins, too. I mean, you could win a game early on with a star player. If he's going off in the first, second quarter, you get a big lead. Teams with star skill players right now, Leonard Fournette has helped Jacksonville's offense tremendously. If he's not there, I don't know if they have nine wins right now and are beating Seattle. I'm telling you, skill position, I think that is the play. But, I, hey, I feel you. The O-line play is not good. Jimmy G was pressured 47% of his dropbacks. That's the second most impressive thing he did besides elevating all the talent here. It's There's pressure in his face. He's throwing off his back foot. He's shielding his body well. He's getting He got hit a little too much for some uncomfortable moments yesterday where O-line does make sense because... Again, we say this with free agents all the time. The best O-linemen are not going to hit the market. These teams are going to hold on to them because O-line is such a precious little gem. I'm completely cool. Skill player first round pick. O-line second round pick. All right, we've been too far into this podcast without giving Adrian Colbert his props. The force fumble on DeAndre Hopkins, 547 to go in the fourth quarter. That was the play that won the game. Pierre Garçon quote tweeted it, giving him props. Without that, Adrian Colbert forced fumble, things would have gotten dicey towards the end. Robbie Gould, God damn it, Robbie Gold. Love the way you spell your name, Robbie Gold. Finishes it off. His Pro Bowl campaign is real. Adrian Colbert embracing the nickname The Punisher. Amazing Marvel Netflix show I'm watching right now. Frank Castle is a vicious guy in the show. His nickname is The Punisher. I like it. Adrian Colbert right now. Let's get into this because I said it on Twitter. The 49ers in December, this is their goal. What positions do we have solved? Who are we going to walk into 2018 and potentially 2019 with and be happy that they're a starter? Adrian Colbert is your free safety right now. He's just making play after play. Nearly had an interception. He's beating himself up on Twitter afterwards that he had a couple missed tackles. He's grabbing the Snapchat. He's bonded with Jimmy G. This is an awesome development for the 49ers because he was a late-round pick. If you're trusting your scouting here and you're going to get starters out of late-round draft picks, that's how you accelerate a rebuild. People like Adrian Colbert, Trent Taylor, when you hit on fifth and sixth-round picks, something Trent Baalke can never do. This is when your team starts becoming a much better football team faster, and they start learning how to win in December I bet a bunch of guys actually hang out in Santa Clara this offseason. Guys like Pierre Garçon go to Miami. People who have houses elsewhere. Some of these young guys who don't have multiple houses yet who are making $1, 2000000 million a year, I think are going to bond together this offseason, work out a ton at the facility. Let's start building this confidence. A football building is like any other office. Right now, I don't think Raiders players like going to work. I think they want this season to be over with. They want to get away. Let's start fresh in 2018. 49ers players are saying, let's hang out together. Let's keep building this chemistry. You're going to have Kyle and, and John Lynch in the building. The building is a buzz, and it's going to be buzzing for a while. That is a fun place to be. This team is trending upwards. 
Do you think the Broncos wish they had Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you think any other team struggling right now wish they had Jimmy Garoppolo inserted midseason? There's a lot of jealousy right now from other NFL teams about the 49ers. Get used to it. People are going to be pissed off and start disliking the 49ers. They're going to be likable and there's going to be a come up. And then it's going to be like, all right, they're annoying now because Jimmy G is that good and clutch and confident and Kyle's getting cocky. And it's going to be fun. If you're a Niners fan, things are trending upwards. Hey, they could finish 0-3 here. Jimmy G, let's keep him safe. We just saw Carson Wentz tear his ACL. We've seen Deshaun Watson tear his ACL. If Jimmy G had a major injury this late in the season, he would miss portions of next year potentially. So um, let's keep him as upright as possible. We've seen enough where we know the 49ers have a franchise quarterback in the building. It's up to them to secure the contract and don't make it leverage. Let's figure this out, the contract, as soon as possible. But this is unbelievable. A 3-10 and football team has found, let's go through the list, a quarterback. Brita's going to be their backup running back. Garcon is their number two receiver. You're going to have to keep Marquise Goodwin next year. I've been really hard on him. He's shutting me up for sure. I will admit when I'm wrong. Marquise Goodwin has been a playmaker and looks like he'll continue to be with Jimmy G. Offensive line is a huge need. I don't know how they're going to tackle that. They could have three new starters. They still have Joshua Garnett. Let's not forget about that. He said he's going to transform his body. It's another piece to the puzzle, potentially a parting gift from Trent Baalke. Um Carlos Hyde is going to be a coin flip. D- defensively, we haven't talked much about them on this pod. Late in the game, the Texans couldn't do anything. All they had was... Hopkins they kind of shut down Will Fuller I think Akello Weatherspoon and then a high price free agent let me pull up the list here because you got Tremaine Johnson from the Rams Justin Bethel from the Cardinals Malcolm Butler Kyle Fuller is a name from the Chicago Bears these are going to be unrestricted free agents I think you're going to have to pay one significantly more get it done early in free agency, day one, day two, and say, this is our number one corner. We realized it was an issue. We're going to go with Akello as our number two. We're going to look at the draft. K1 is going to be our nickel. Um, Cornerback's got to be addressed. I don't know another team in the league who needs a corner as much as the 49ers. Even the Browns, they have one of the McCourty twins. Receivers tend to go off against the 49ers. Now, Adrian Colbert's helping that as a deep free safety and learning that position, but it's become so clear that it's either skill player, O-line, or corner with the first pick. Anything else other than that, you need pass rushing, but you just can't waste another top pick on a guy who's not going to be able to deliver. There's too many other needs across the board where pass rush and front seven are not bad. They blitzed Ruben Foster a ton yesterday. He didn't get home much, but they they're clearly experimenting with him in December. I like the experimentation going on. <clears throat> Jimmy G needs to get better at throwing deep passes. We saw that. Kyle dialed up a couple. Back to my main point real quick. I want you guys to take this home. The Niners won by 10 points. They went 2 of 11 on third down. Jimmy G was off on third down. It was not the same against Chicago. It was probably a B game from him, and he still ended up with 30, 334 yards passing when he could have played a lot better. Carlos Hyde could have made that catch. He could have had 400 yards passing and another touchdown. There were still missed opportunities. 11 penalties, 87 yards. O-line did not play that well. 
Uh, Dante Johnson got benched in the game, and you win by 10. Jimmy G can mask deficiencies early in this rebuild where your roster isn't fully completed, but you can still win games because Jimmy G is that good and other people are playing better around him. His grasp of the playbook, the way he's scanning the field, he knows when to get rid of the football. He's, he was sacked twice. and He was under pressure 47% of the time. Says a lot about this guy. A lot of guys have been behind Tom Brady. I don't know if one has been this talented and studied that hard. It doesn't look difficult for him. This offense does not look challenging. Kudos to Kyle Shanahan. They're not making him learn the whole thing. They're just giving him chunks of the game plan to memorize now. The big studying will come in the offseason. This is the perfect scenario. You're able to groom your quarterback during a season here. This isn't OTAs and minicamp. This is an actual season where he's becoming comfortable in the offense. The offense is going to change in the offseason. These players are going to get back in 2018, and it's not going to be as intense. The system will be in place, but Kyle is now going to be able to get so much more creative because of Jimmy G's talent. This football team is so fun. I don't get how this happened so quickly. The turnaround is is real. It'll be judged on wins next year and losses because if they're playing well and they're still going 5-11, and 11, there's going to be a lot more frustration. It's not going to be all hunky-dory. But they were not measured off wins and losses this year. Now they're all of a sudden getting wins as a nice little token. The draft position people are out of their minds. They don't understand football. They've never been close to it enough to be in a building and see and feel the change, and know that football is about people and about commitment and about being on the same page. And when winning's happening, everyone's on the same page. No one had their A game against the Texans on the road. Reuben Foster, I'd say a B. DeForest Buckner had a nice sack. He was probably close to an A, but he could have even played better. No one dominated from the 49ers. Marquise Goodwin, let's give him an A. Kyle Juszczyk and A, Selleck and A. Because of Jimmy G, you get to hand out more A grades. You get to have more success. Tennessee Titans, you're in trouble. I think you could lose 38 to 17. I think this could be like a three-touchdown win. Levi Stadium rocking. Everyone wearing a number 10 jersey. Everyone's Christmas present is the same this year. They want a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. They want Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. The Niners are cool again. Kudos to Jed York. Who knows what kind of turnaround it would have been with Lewis Riddick, Josh McDaniel. Could they have gotten the Jimmy Garoppolo trade? Would Bill Belichick have thrown them that much of a solid? I've said this before. The 49ers might owe the Patriots here. Just as a debt of gratitude, if they don't think Eric Armstead's a fit moving forward, trade him for like a fifth round pick to them. Say thank you again for Jimmy G. Uh, Can you imagine this team took Mitch Trubisky or took a quarterback in the draft that they weren't happy with? And Garoppolo went to a different team next year and started killing it. Kirk Cousins is not trending upwards right now. And we knew it was going to be a tough situation in Washington this year. But the 49ers threw a dart at the quarterback position. And I think they hit the balloon. I think they this dart was a... Complete success. So much time to go. 
I can't wait to talk about this team in the offseason, though. This is now a fun offseason. They have less question marks. I think skill player is their number one thing they need to go after. And corner. If you add a couple corners and a couple skill players and some O-linemen to this piece, mm, you're starting to see less and less weaknesses on this team. And if you have players that are getting open for Jimmy G, if you somehow draft a Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and you're pairing him up with this guy, you're talking about winning 10 games every year. And things have been fixed very quickly. A lot can change. A lot can go off the rails. It's the NFL. There's already a power struggle in Cleveland. Mike Florio reporting John Dorsey may want to get rid of Hugh Jackson. The 49ers, Jed York, to his credit, did this right. He wanted to start with two people together. So many times in the NFL, you see a GM not get fired, a head coach not get fired, then it's a shotgun marriage. This was John Lynch having the idea about it, calling Kyle Shanahan out of the blue, Kyle knowing it's more about people and will get the right scouting around him and John Lynch will learn and he's smart enough and he's done such a damn good job as a broadcaster and a player. He, he's just a successful person. They hired people here, and so far the people are panning out. Reuben Foster has had a big imprint on this locker room. There's, there's a lot of positive things to say about this team. I'm looking at my list of negatives on the film. What was bad here? 2 of 11 on third down, interception to Trent Taylor. DeAndre Hopkins is just a reminder that you need a player like that. Um, if the Niners had DeAndre Hopkins on their side, they probably would have won 35 to 10. Game is completely different with him if you can secure a player who gets open against every coverage. It was funny. Yates was looking off the whole time and then going right back to DeAndre. He knew that DeAndre was going to be open on his route. So he had enough confidence to just look off the whole time because DeAndre is going to be open and I'm going to throw him the ball. Those couple of touchdown drives from him. So Niners need a couple things. I've said it. Nick Wagner tweeted it today too. Let's see Pierre Garçon with Jimmy G. I think that's going to be an intermediate route combination that's going to be fantastic. There's a staff from Jeff Deeney. Jimmy G completing 75% of his throws, 10 to 19 yards. That is his money spot right there. Intermediate throws. Cam Newton is not good at intermediate throws. He's good at short throws, and he's good at deep bombs. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league who struggle with intermediate throws. Jimmy G, that has been a huge strength. I mean, this is how bright things are looking. There's a real discussion today in the Bay Area. Is Jimmy G better than Derek Carr? Do the 49ers have a brighter future than the Raiders? That's how quickly the pendulum swings on this league. I mean, I thought the Raiders were going to compete for a Super Bowl spot. I thought at this point they were going to have a record similar to the Steelers-Patriots where they were in first-round bye discussions. Things happen quickly. Jack Del Rio is not that great of a coach there. Point being here, I don't know. Jimmy G looks sustainable. Kyle Shanahan is a proven offensive mind. As long as the defense plays well, John Lynch hits on his draft picks. You can see the formula for this team performing well. Now we're looking into two wins because we haven't had any wins here in a long time. It's producing emotions, feelings like, what is this stuff? What is this thing when you play every Sunday and you feel good about it afterwards? Jimmy G's 2-0, and a baseball pitcher. You don't look at their record, but I'm just saying. 
This is a team game. The quarterback is the main character. It's a lot of it's on him. Would CJ Beathard have won these two games? I don't want to play what if. Luckily, I don't think you have to anymore. This is a huge piece to the puzzle. Other point I want to bring up about that young draft class and young guys on this team and you know whether they do go home for a while, but I just think there is a bond being created here when you count on so many young players and they do produce results for wins, their level of investment just becomes humongous. And that kind of commitment... Kyle Shanahan, this was the most interesting thing he said to me this past offseason, what he learned in Atlanta. He learned in Washington about how things can get flipped upside down on their head and seasons can spin out of control and how to tailor an offense. He learned a lot of different things, a lot of different places. He learned in Atlanta about bonding and the team and Dan Quinn and how he made that team very tight. And I think Kyle has brought that. You've seen some of the locker room speeches of him giving out game balls. There's a lot of respect. A lot of people revere Kyle in that building just because he's created authenticity. Be yourself. Don't hide anything. Um, He's a young coach who listens to rap. I mean, there's just there's a lot going on in that building where Kyle has won them over. And John Lynch, because he's a Hall of Fame type of player too, just this is a power pairing. And they're doing one of the best rebuild jobs in one year if it does pan out just because they were given an empty closet and they had to, they got rid of everyone. A bunch of people who are still making plays around the league. Vance McDonald was making plays for the Steelers last night before he got hurt. Even Tremaine Brock with the domestic violence is playing for Minnesota. You have guys they got rid of. They brought in brand new pieces, young guys. Still have pretty much the same record, but this team has their identity. It's fun to talk about this team. I like the way things are trending. Again, I grew up a Redskins fan, covered the Browns. Been here a couple of years. I'm not invested in this team at all, but... I see when things are trending the right direction for a team, and there's nothing as fun as a come-up for the team. The Warriors, their most fun year was their first year they went to the finals. No one expected it. I think next year, if the Niners do go 9-7, and 10-6, sneak into the playoffs, there's long-term sustainability here at every key ingredient position. I'm done rambling today. My throat hurts a little bit. I was talking so much and so quickly and my faithful people, I love the KJ Podcast listeners. You guys are picking me up. You guys make me want to do this as often as possible. Um, we're going to get some more guests this week. Tweet me. Appreciate you guys retweeting the crap out of it last week. I know you guys listened till the end because of that. This is a different podcast. I just get on here and rap. But I do. Li- I did like having Bonte last week. Going to try and get some former players some more analysts coming up here. I think we can still talk about this team in January, February. There's going to be enough going on. I'm planning on going to Indianapolis for the Combine, so we'll have a lot of material for you. Appreciate it. We'll talk Thursday. Niners 2-0 with Jimmy G trending in the absolute best direction possible. The ship has been turned around. They're winning games by 10 points where they don't even play well. They're beating teams they're supposed to beat already. Uh, get your jersey. 
KJ Podcast. We're out. the high fashion hotline hi my family has big plans for labor day weekend but our outfits aren't measuring up then get to old navy old navy yep old navy's huge labor day sale is on now get 50 percent off all jeans 50 percent off all dresses 50 percent off all tees and 50 percent off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family 50 percent off all those styles that's a big deal so is this style start at just six bucks at old navy and old navy.com change of plans we're spending the weekend at old navy high fashion old navy valid 830-93 excludes in store clearance active licensed and men's package tees whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.